Hello, this is the Three for Thursday podcast from fmi.online, and I'm your host, Chris Hewitt. Today's three is what are the three largest economies in the world? Hi, Ryan. How are you today? I'm very happy to be calling in from London because we have finally got a summer. How are things for you in Hong Kong? Yeah, good morning, Chris. Uh, things here in Hong Kong are just fine, thank you. It's still probably a little bit warmer here in Hong Kong than it is in London, even though you're experiencing some lovely summer weather. But no, all good here, thanks. Okay, I think today's topic is an interesting one. Um, the majority of the topics we've looked at uh, are looking at companies. So, you know, who is the largest tech company, who is the largest company by market cap, etc. This is a bit different because we're looking at countries or economies how confident are you on this topic today? I'm relatively confident, Chris, because today we're going to measure the size of the three largest economies by their GDP or their gross domestic product. And I think the three largest economies by GDP are actually the three largest by quite some way. That's what my feeling is anyway. So I've got three in mind. So we see how we'll get on. Okay. So just uh, leading on with GDP or gross domestic gross domestic product, if I can say it. <laughs> what exactly is it uh, and why is it important? So GDP is one of the most closely followed economic metrics around. It's the total value of everything that gets produced within a country's borders, usually over the course of a year. So to avoid double counting, when we total GDP, economists use the final values of the product. In other words, GDP only includes final products rather than intermediate goods. This is quite important, and there's an important distinction there. If I go along and buy my steak from the supermarket, that steak, which is going to be consumed by the end consumer, would be part of the GDP calculation. But if a restaurant brought that steak, uh, it isn't part of the, G of the GDP calculation. It's considered an intermediate good, and so it's only the final value of goods that are counted. Okay, so would I, would I be right in saying that how it's measured is, is quite significant in, in our figures? Yeah, absolutely. And, and GDP is really, really important. It's a very closely followed metric because by understanding what's happening to GDP, uh, a, a country and an economy, a government will understand what's happening within that economy. Governments and central banks will know whether the economy is expanding or contracting because when we talk about the size of the economy, we're usually talking about the GDP. By knowing and calculating and measuring the GDP and how it's changing over time, uh, central banks and governments know whether economies need a boost, usually by lowering interest rates, or whether it's overheating and it needs to be restrained, usually by increasing interest rates. And it also by, by tracking and following GDP, it helps governments and economists have a little bit of forewarning for threats such as an upcoming recession. So let's go straight into our list. Uh, you said you're fairly confident with our top three. Let's go with your first answer, Ryan. Okay, so number one is going to be the US of A. And I'm pretty confident <coughs> here, using one of your terms that you like to use, Chris, this is my banker. I actually think it's been the world's largest economy for around 120 or 140 years. It's been top of the tables for a long, long time. Yeah. I was going to say, any, any idea in terms, you, you know I'm going to put you on the spot now, any idea in terms of numbers, what its GDP might be? 
So if we think about nominal GDP, nominal GDP is looking at what the GDP is without accounting for the effects of inflation. I think that the nominal GDP of the US is it's in its trillions, 10 and 20 trillion. Okay, it's definitely in the trillions, so that's a good start. So USA is your first answer. And what's number two? Number two is going to be China. I remember reading something quite a long ago, uh, seeing how much smaller the Chinese economy was as compared to the, the US market or the US economy. But over the last 30 or 40 years, China has just grown at such a phenomenal rate in terms of its GDP. Uh, average growth rate of around 10% over a long period of time. So China's the second largest economy in the world by GDP. Again, I'll, I'll go, I'm going to go around 10 trillion. So US 20 trillion, China 10 trillion or, or 12 trillion. So USA, China, and number three? Number three is Japan the third largest economy in the world, I would say. Japan's economy is uh, really driven by consumer demand. It's a market-driven economy. Um, its economic strength comes from its electronic goods and, and car industry. And so Japan's number three, but I also think that perhaps Japan is one of those one of those economies with a, with a really large economy today, which is most at threat of, of falling down the ladder as we go through the next few decades. And again, Ryan, I'm going to put you on the spot. Why exactly is it that you think Japan's economy is going to fall down that list? Over the next few decades, the world from an economy, uh, the world from many perspectives is going to be quite different. But from uh, an economy perspective, the world is going to change a lot. Because if you look at the change in GDP, if you look at the growth rates of GDPs, there's a really big difference between the G7 countries and the G7 countries, the largest economies in the world, uh, or the most of what we call the developed markets, I guess, um, led by the US, but also including Japan, Germany, France, Italy, the UK, and Canada. These G7 countries at the moment dominate the list of the largest economies in the world by, by GDP. But what's actually happening at the moment is that they're not the countries that have the fastest growth in terms of GDP. Lots of people have heard of the G7 group. Less people have actually heard of the E7. Now, the E7 are the emerging market groups. These are the emerging market powerhouses. These are your BRIC countries, so Brazil, Russia, uh, India, and China. But they also include Indonesia, Mexico, and Turkey. And if you look at projected growth rates by 2050, the list of the biggest economies in the world are going to be dominated actually by these E7 countries and not by the G7 countries. China's predicted to have the largest economy in the world um, by, by quite a way by 2050. And actually, India is predicted to be number two. The US is still going to be up there, but Indonesia, Brazil, Russia, Mexico, these are the, going to be the economies that actually dominate in terms of size by the time we get to 2050. Okay, well, it's, you make a few uh, interesting points that I'm going to come back to in a moment when we talk about our list. But I'm going to start with the top three, and I'm actually going to go on to the top 10 as well. So the top three was correct. It was USA, China, then Japan. In terms of the size, the US GDP in 2021 was $20.49 trillion. And that's nominal GDP, isn't it? 
it's nominal, correct. Yeah. China, 13.4, and Japan, which is a bit further down, 4.97 trillion. Right, so that's, top- a, that's, a big, that's a big jump between the two biggest down to number three, isn't it? It is a big jump. And actually from three down to seven or eight, there's not a huge difference which supports your argument that Japan could fall down that list. Mm-hmm. You also talked about the G7 and the E7. So the remaining seven on our list are, well, five from the G7, Germany, UK, France, Italy, and Canada, and then two from the, that E7 you listed, so Brazil and India. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the interesting ones that you, I think you mentioned was Indonesia. I looked at a recent Bloomberg report, and they mentioned that Indonesia is one of those countries that's expected to move up into that inverted commas, big league. Uh, one thing I'm going to do that you know I always do is put you on the spot and ask you to predict the future. <laughs> I do it every week. You mentioned Japan falling down the list. What else would you predict? If we had a crystal ball and we looked into, say, 20, 30 years, maybe in 2050, how would you expect things to change? It's not too hard to see what's going to happen by extrapolating current GDP growth rates. China is going to be the largest economy in the world. It will overtake the U.S., based on current trends. The US will still be up there, and part of the reason why it will still be up there is because of what drives GDP. This ability to produce goods is really driven by several factors. Entrepreneurship is really, really important because entrepreneurship drives innovation. It encourages new ways of doing things more effectively, more efficiently, and that in turn stimulates economic growth. And the US is known for its its entrepreneurship. Uh, It's got a growing, diverse population, and it's one of the leading manufacturing companies in the world, believe it or not, behind China. So so the US is still well positioned to maintain a very large economy, relatively speaking, to the rest of the world. It's easy to see that India is going to be in the top three. Uh, Whether it's two or three, not too sure, but India will definitely be in the top two or three. So by 2050, you're going to have... China, number one, US and Indian, maybe number one or two. And then you're going to have a list that's dominated by those emerging uh, markets. Uh, Like you say, Indonesia. Indonesia's got a really large population that supports it. Brazil's got this uh, large population, but also lots of natural resources. Uh, You have Russia, again, lots of natural resources and, and a large population. So I think these are the countries that are going to dominate the list of largest economies by GDP by, by, say, 2050. Brilliant. Well, again, thank you ever so much today, Ryan. Uh, I personally found it a really interesting topic, particularly uh, around the fact that we've, we've had some feedback as to who is listening to our podcast. And we do have listeners from India, from the US. I would love to hear from anyone who's listening from other parts of the world. Uh, you're more than welcome to give us feedback, good or bad, as to, as to how we're doing. But Ryan, from Hong Kong, thank you very much for today. Thanks very much, Chris. And can I just say that uh, we do appreciate good or bad feedback. The good feedback can come to me. Uh, The bad feedback can obviously just go to you. Thank you for that, Ryan. And thank you to our listeners. Um, We do appreciate, as Ryan said, please continue to support our podcast by rating, reviewing and subscribing to our Three for Thursday podcast on Spotify and Apple. See you next Thursday.